Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I am joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how's December treating you so far? It's been three days, for first three days of December. Christmas is around the around the corner. I know you're not, a, I mean, I know it doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me because you don't get a break from school. You're always on a break from school. Um, but uh, <laughs> how's, 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 how's the benefits of being my age, sonny? <laughs> <laughs> but how's how's December been treating you? Everything everything's good. Life life is really good. Yeah, a um, lot of stuff going on. A lot of things to talk about. It you you would think with with football being over that you know it's just going to be crickets chirping. But you know we this is we're coming up to our second anniversary. Yeah. So uh, always had something to talk about. With I mean recruiting seems to go on all year long. Something somebody leaves, somebody comes. Um, there's always that. And then we have, you know, men's basketball and women's basketball, and we're right in the heart of, uh, of, uh, volleyball, uh, tournament yeah. time. So there's just a lot, a lot to talk about. I'm, I can't wait to get into this thing. Yeah. I can't wait to either. Let's start with the football as, as we usually do here. Uh, well, we won't start with the Nebraska football stuff, but more just football at large, uh, conference championship games were yesterday and most of them were extremely boring with the exception yeah. of maybe two. Uh, I don't Georgia. know if I would count. Yeah, I was going to say. That. So, well, we'll just go through the scores real quick. Uh, Michigan uh, blanks Iowa, no surprise, 26-0, to zero, covering the point spread, but also hitting the under, which I don't think most people had happening. Uh, Alabama beats Georgia 27-24, knocking Georgia out of the college football playoff. What do you uh, think is of that? Crazy. Uh, they have yeah, one I mean, loss, and, you know, Alabama lost to Texas. I mean, I don't know. Let me, and then, yeah, speaking of Texas, Texas uh, destroyed Oklahoma State, the Big 12 title game. Uh, Pac-12, that game was pretty fun as well on Friday night. Uh, Oregon kind of dug themselves into too deep of a hole to dig out of against Washington. I had a bunch of friends over when we watched that one. That game was super fun to watch uh, and, and, and just exciting. Um, but in, in, in just a good homage to the last year of the Pac-12, which was kind of fun, to, fun to watch there. Yeah. But um, those are all the big Power Five conference title games. We, I mean, SMU beat uh, Tulane, which we, we, I mean, I don't know how much we need to talk about this, but Liberty also won their title game to improve. They're also Liberty University is undefeated. Uh, they're out of Virginia, if you don't know uh, where that yeah. university is. But uh, they get Liberty gets the New Year's Six bowl bid from the uh, Group of Five schools and wow. uh, the. Uh, the AAC, the uh, American Athletic Conference, which is that that Tulane and SMU title game was played between. Uh, Tulane's only losses this year are to TCU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's ranked inside the top twenty, and TCU's not bad. Uh, I, I mean, they're five and seven, yeah, they, I know, but like they have an explosive offense and they can score a lot of points. So, and and SMU was in both those games until late. So it, it just blows my mind a little bit that Liberty gets the New Year's Six bowl bid versus. Uh, Versus SMU, because I think SMU would deserve that more. They won their, I mean, I guess both teams won their conference title. Liberty played nobody because they play in the conference USA. But the best team they played all year was New Mexico State in the title game. New Mexico State's not really that good. I mean, they beat Auburn, but like, okay, there's the, every team has an off day. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's just kind of blows my mind. And then, and then it, it, college football playoff is set Michigan versus Alabama, Washington versus Texas, unbeaten Florida State. Wins wins their conference championship game and drops a spot out of the college football playoff ranking, 
what are your thoughts on that? Because there, there's a lot of people coming out online saying this is stupid. The committee's just trying to get a good game. And I think if it was me, I don't think I would have changed anything because just seeing how Jordan Travis, his injury and everything and watching their offense just function against a not great Florida defense, or I guess, yeah, I guess really that Florida defense was decent. And then of course you have, they have their third string quarterback in in the ACC championship game and their defense has been playing out of their minds uh, after Jordan Travis's injury. But to be fair, they haven't played that great of an offensive line. So, I mean, I can, I can see the strength of schedule is not there for them, but what are your thoughts on how the CFP struck out here, grandpa for this year? And, and do you think we'll have some intriguing matchups or do you, are you kind of upset with how the way this turned out? I, you know, at first, I was I was thinking, boy, Florida State has to be just livid. They go thirteen and win every game, um, plus the conference championship game. But I look up their schedule, and they really don't. I mean, they don't play much of a schedule. So I I can make a case for Texas being in this thing. Uh, you know, they they uh, they they went down to Alabama in the second game of the season. I think in week two and yeah. beat them. Nobody does that. Yeah. Nobody does that. So I would take the, I would take Texas over, uh, you know, a one loss Texas team over a season Florida State. I, I'm sorry, Seminoles, but um, and if I were a Seminole fan, I'd be livid. And I, I get that. Yeah. But, I mean, they played They won every every game they they were asked to play. Uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of, of UCF on Scott Frost last year in 2017 um but you know it the schedule just doesn't you look at it and it's anybody so i i would i would feel more comfortable as i said have and I, i'm not a texas fan but i think that they just by virtue of their going down there and beating alabama that that was that was something that got everybody's opened everybody's eyes but the rest of it i think i i'm comfortable with the final four i i don't know uh next year the 12 teams so you know the georges will be in and the ohio states and you know there are 12 one teams that are left out of this thing and then 113 and 0 team so uh that's that yeah. i guess that's all the more reason to open it up beyond teams yeah yeah i agree i think that uh the one i'm really kind of surprised about honestly like i can get the fsu snub as i said I I can understand why they do that, and I can under I mean I rightfully so Seminole fans should be hurt and disappointed by that, and I, I they have every right to think the committee snubbed them, uh. But when it comes to Georgia, I'm not saying yeah. that if if FSU's not in, don't put Georgia in. If Florida State's not in, don't put Georgia in because then that would be hypocritical. But I mean, Georgia, you you lose by three points to an Alabama team that really has been playing like Alabama's one losses to Texas and is right. really Alabama's really been a good team all year. Uh, and I mean, you lose by three points in a championship game with two of your top players dealing with injuries, starting with two freshman linebackers. Like it's just crazy that this team was even to be close in this game and, and had a shot to win it. And also some of the calls in the game were atrocious oh, yeah. or the missed calls yeah, yeah. i should say yeah, yeah. um yeah. all week really there it, deacon hill got absolutely destroyed in the big 10 championship game and there was no yeah. roughing the passer and it was a good yeah it was a good three seconds after the pass had been thrown it was 
I don't understand some of these calls that are being made and maybe it's just not seeing it. I, I mean, you should give them reference the benefit of the doubt, but like, holy cow, some of those calls were terrible. Yeah, uh, and, I agree. and, it, and it, it, and it matters this week. Like, okay, maybe you don't, maybe it's like, okay, well you have more games to figure this out if this is week seven, but this is conference championship week. This yeah. is last chance to make a bid for yourself for the Heisman last chance to make a bid for yourself for uh, the college football playoff all that stuff, like getting into New Year's Six Bowl, all this, all this stuff. And it's just like, you can't be making those calls. But uh, I mean, I don't think that Georgia, as I said, if Florida State gets snubbed, Georgia needs to get snubbed as well, just because they have a worse record. Uh, And and they played not necessarily about the same schedule. I mean, Georgia's best wins are against Missouri and Ole Miss. To be fair, both those teams I mean, Missouri, Missouri is an interesting thing. They're playing Ohio state in the cotton bowl. That game will be very interesting because Missouri runs the ball a ton and Ohio state has a very, very good defense. Uh, Missouri's defense is not as good. So, I mean, it depends on who sits out and that kind of stuff. That that's what sucks about these bowl games is because you're excited about these matchups and then really no one plays, but we can talk about that later on. We've got a lot of time until these games actually are played. Uh, But I mean, I think it'll be fine who out of the four and, and just Maybe recency bias is a little bit strong here, Grandpa. But who's your national champion out of these four? Who do you Michigan. think is going to win? Michigan. Michigan. Okay. I think Michigan is the best team. I, I was going to have us do uh, the best opponent that we played. In other words, quarterback, best quarterback. We'll have to just guess outside of you know Michigan because that's the best quarterback we faced. I think Quorum is probably the best running back that we faced. Um, so, you know, that that's, I think I will be surprised if they don't win the whole thing and I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, I would, I mean, I, I don't know if I can, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I think that Texas and Alabama have just a better strength of schedule where I feel comfortable, more comfortable saying that Alabama or Texas can win this thing. Uh, I think, I believe strongly that Texas can beat Washington. Uh, just based on the virtue of the fact that Oregon probably would have lost to Texas and Texas's offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now. And Washington has been, I mean, they get up for big games, but Washington's defense is not something that can with, with, withhold or withstand against this Texas onslaught for 60 minutes. It just won't happen. And even if they do it for 20, they're still going to be in a hole. I feel like, and they like Washington should have lost a Pac 12 title game. If Oregon plays a full 60 minutes, Oregon wins that game. If they're not down 20 to 10 or whatever, or 20 to three at one point, I, I think Oregon definitely wins that game if they don't get into a 17 point hole. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't know. I could see Alabama beating Michigan. And I don't know if you saw this video, Grandpa, but when they announced the who Michigan was playing. There's a video of the Michigan like watch party watching this thing, and and then it pops up with Alabama, and everyone in the room goes, "Oh," and then they start clapping and like, "Oh, okay, okay." But like they're scared of them, which is uh, which is exactly what you want if you're an Alabama player is watching that video and seeing, "Holy cow, these guys are terrified of us," and <laughs> like they're, they, we've already kind of won. It was it was weird to see for a team that was number one. I think they really wanted Florida State because they thought, oh, they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have like they they know that Florida State's a weakness, which is probably why there was that reaction when Alabama comes up there. But like, 
man, you got to at least mask that. Like that's, you can't let that go. And so Alabama's got all the motivation in the world. Like they're, they're scared of us. Let's go prove them right. Uh, that, that they should be scared of us and go win this thing. And Nick Saban has been, is, is experienced. So I think that Alabama, I think that Alabama can upset Michigan. I think we might have a three and a four playing for the national championship. Um, but I mean, Michigan is a very good team. Definitely the best team Nebraska faced all year without a doubt. And I mean, we should next week we can, we we can definitely do a best team as in quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, uh, linebacker, secondary. We can just combine that all year and we can talk about that a little bit as well. That's a good idea, but, um, anything else coach will playoff wise. Yeah. Uh, I was rooting for Alabama last night and I'm not a, I'm not a, definitely not a, an Alabama fan, but Georgia had they won this thing out, won the next two games, uh, they would uh, it would be a three peat. It had never been done before. Nebraska's done it, you know, before they've done it not unanimous, but they're in 70, 71, So I just didn't want another team coming in there and, and, uh, oh, they they can't they can't have a three p that was in reason why I was rooting for Alabama so but I don't know I, I and I will be people who will claim when it goes to twelve uh, playoff but I think certainly if you if you have twelve teams in that thing next year there should be no doubt you know that that. You're getting you're giving teams a chance to prove themselves. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, and and it'll be nice next year because the top four four teams get a bye, and then I don't know. I think it'll be way more exciting. Those first round games are played at home sites, Ooh. which will be awesome to have those home playoff atmospheres. Uh, which will be super, super fun to see. But uh, I mean, we'll see coming up here. And those those semifinal games are going to be played on January first. National championship is January eighth in Houston. So. Uh, I mean, we'll see here coming up. It's just, I mean, honestly, you make it in now, go prove it. All these teams I could see winning um, in, in some capacity. Like there's, there's a way I could see for all of these teams to win this thing. And I don't think I would have said that last year. Uh, and I don't think I would have said that the year before. So, I, I mean, I think the committee got it mostly right. I can understand the FSU thing and people are really mad, mad about that online, but I can, I can understand what's going on yeah like why yeah. that happened and i watched a video of they they of course after the after they announced that they bring on the commissioner uh, of the board of the cfp collection uh, selection committee this year and he explained kind of why florida state was not in there instead of alabama and uh it, and it just made sense to me he said basically the same thing that you and i have both said grandpa about strength of schedule and uh not having their top quarterback, which Jordan Travis posted something online uh, saying just how devastated he was wishing he like kind of cursing his timing of his injury. Yeah. But I don't think it matters. Like I, I, I think people would have known that like, Hey, I mean, Florida state might not have won some of those games that they did down the stretch of Jordan Travis gets injured in say week seven or something like that. Like there's no way that Florida state wins some of those games just because he kind of was their leader and everything and, and all that. And I, I understand that it's like, well, you just didn't get a chance to see it, but we did. And it's not the same Florida state team. And I, I can understand that argument and how devastated those players are, but like that, I, I feel for them. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be upset about that or at least somewhat angry, but there's, you just got to recognize that. Okay. Well, there are 
reasons that the CFP committee wants. Like it, it also the college football playoff makes a lot of money. And if you have a blowout, you don't make as much money. So right. it, 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 I, I don't think that's usually a motivation that shouldn't be a motivation, but when you're deciding of game entertainment value, you end up also deciding on the money aspect. And I, they just wanted the better games. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. And people have been posing online. Oh, the teams that deserve to be in uh, the last time that this happened, it was the Cincinnati, it was Cincinnati being number right. four and Alabama just shellacked them in kind of one of the most boring coach right. playoff games I've seen in a little bit. Right. Right. Uh, and, and so that's kind of the case a of like, well, Florida state deserves to be in, but okay. The last time we did this, it did not go well. And, uh, they just kind of have a history. If Cincinnati is not in there, who knows, maybe Florida state ends up in the college football playoff. But I think that the best four teams right now, currently the best four teams in college football, uh, th- that have put themselves in the position that have allowed within the top 10, I'd say, um, are, are in the college football playoff right now. And I mean, it sucks for Ohio state. I feel for them more because it's like, well, if you don't win the Michigan game, you have one loss against a good team, but then also you don't have a chance to redeem yourself the next week with a conference championship game. And it'll be better next year when the big 10 has no divisions. And then we'll really get to maybe see an Ohio state, Michigan in the college football playoff, which would be amazing. Uh, I mean, I mean, imagine that for national championship. That'd be crazy. Um, all right. Let's talk some Husker football. We got two new recruits. Uh, Grant Bricks finally recruits to Nebraska. Yeah, that yeah. is huge. Uh, we beat him out over uh, Alabama. He's from Logan, Iowa. He's the top uh, recruit out of Iowa. Four-star offensive tackle. 6'6", 280. Uh, and he'll be coming to Nebraska next year in the part of that recruiting class. I assume he'll sign for us coming here in December. But... Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy that, that we finally got him. This is, this makes two years in a row that Nebraska's recruited the number one player out of Iowa. Uh, even, even though we lost against Iowa. <laughs> so I'll take that. But, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Grant Bricks there, grandpa? Well, just some side notes here. They, uh, rule to part of his recruiting of, uh, Grant, and you love a, an offensive lineman or a D lineman with the last name Bricks. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's, there used to be an NFL player playing for, for the Baltimore Colts. It was called Steve Stonebreaker. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just perfect. <laughs> you can't write these. You can't write no, this in the script. No, 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 no. So uh, part of their, their, their attempt to get uh, uh, Bricks to commit to Nebraska, they parked a semi-trailer in front of his high school. And it, you know, it says Huskers, you know, I'm not, I never saw a picture of it, but just big. So it's like, you know, they went, Logan, I was not that far from, from uh lincoln so it's a huge thing but i it's pretty pretty cool i've never heard any other coach at nebraska doing such a thing and some may call it a stunt but hey you got, got the best offensive lineman in the country to commit to you and in the he's uh, he doesn't he's not sure if he's going to to uh come on campus in january he could do that but he also is a wrestler and I think he I think he does track shot put and that kind of stuff. Um, so and then he plays trumpet in the pep band. Do you believe that? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Six, I mean, six six two eighty. <laughs> imagine you have to put him in the back row. What is he going to play? What tunes is he going to play? Anyone he wants. Yeah. You know. Yep. But yeah. and then we, then we got a commitment. This is a, from a twenty twenty five uh, wide receiver, C J Simon or Simon. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Simon, 
six one buck sixty five. You know, he's a, a wide receiver, maybe possibly a running back. Yeah, he. Uh, I saw you plays a uh, defensive back as well, so we can slot yeah. him in a lot of. But my guess is he's probably going to be on the offensive side of the ball. But he's right. a twenty twenty five commit, as you said. So he'll be in a couple of years here down the line. So, uh, but I mean, I think he's four stars right now. I could be yeah. wrong about that, but that's, that's a huge get as well. He's from Oklahoma, more Oklahoma. That, that puts Nebraska at 26 commitments. Cause we had, we lost an offensive lineman from Texas and then we got yeah. bricks. So we stayed at the same, you know, out. yeah. Fourth in the country. Yeah. 24th in the country and, and first in the big 10 West as well above Wisconsin. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, let's talk. Let's talk transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, because unless you had something else to say about the recruiting, Grandpa, but no, 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 that's that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, because this open the transfer portal opens officially tomorrow, and Nebraska needs a quarterback. However, Matt Rule has come out this week in kind of his year end press conference and kind of wax poetical and kind of it, it seemed kind of uh naive. I guess some of the stuff he said. Uh, coaching in college football now. He's coaching college football like it's three years ago when he left Baylor or four years ago, whenever he left Baylor. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, it's just like he he came out and said, oh, it costs one to two million dollars to get a quarterback out of the transfer portal with all this NIL stuff. And, and it's just, well, okay, this is how the game needs to be played. And I saw someone tweeted on Twitter, uh, like, oh, Matt Rule said it costs one to two million dollars to get a quarterback out of the transfer portal. How much does it cost to get a new coach? Like, and I kind of <laughs> get that. I kind of get that feeling of like, well, if you you gotta adapt. I understand he wants to develop talent. That's not what a lot of these kids want now. And it, it, if you can get someone who's already kind of developed, we can get like, like let's see. So Nebraska needs a quarterback. Top candidates, I'd say, uh, just based off of connections and 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 who we can and who we can get and people that would be interested in coming to nebraska uh we have kansas state quarterback will howard um who is uh i mean he's from i believe he's from texas originally uh but he's been a journeyman and, and played really a lot for kansas state and kind of he led him to a big 12 title game last year and won the big 12 title game last year um and then kansas state he led them to a bowl this year and uh, he's just been playing really well. He he uh, took over for Adrian Martinez when Adrian Martinez went down uh, last year. And another possibility we have Zane Flora, Zane Flores, um, who is from Gretna, but he committed to Oklahoma State. He's unhappy there because he's sitting behind Alan Bowman, who's a senior this year. He tra- Alan Bowman transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma State, uh, and then Gunnar Gundy, who's this uh, sophomore. He's uh, Mike Gundy's son, obviously. So uh, Gunnar's going to be playing quarterback next year is apparently what's going to happen there uh and, and then and then also Garrett uh, Ranger who's a freshman um and and so i mean he probably he's looking to transfer is what the rumors and grandpa you and i have talked about this a little bit uh but uh i mean if he came back to nebraska that'd be huge as well because that would be a get that rule would like because he can develop him into a quarterback. You also have uh, Blake Shapin, who's the quarterback from uh, Baylor, who Matt Rule recruited at Baylor, I believe. Um, and that would be a huge get as well for Nebraska. And then James Madison's quarterback, I forget what his name was. Uh, he just, James Madison is uh, 11 and one on the year and going to a bowl game, uh, yeah. which is, I, I don't know if you saw this, but the reason that th- there was a whole controversy about four weeks ago or three weeks ago that James Madison, Jacksonville State, both had, very good records 
And uh, the NCAA was saying, hey, no, you're not playing a bowl game because that's how it works when at the FCS and the FBS, when, when you ascend from the FCS to the FBS, you can't play in a bowl game for two years or whatever it was. I forgot what the actual official rule is. But then they were allowed, there were so much, I don't know if this was due to the backlash or what happened, but um, there weren't enough teams to fill the bowl slots. So they're like, okay, Jacksonville State, James Madison, you can have a bowl slot. I think they deserve it. They have more wins and are a better team than Nebraska, maybe. But I mean, if you're gonna stick, if you're gonna create a rule, stick to the rule. And it, it, James Madison didn't play anybody good. Neither did Jacksonville State. They play in these crud group of five conferences. Nebraska was in every single game. And you tell me that you're giving these guys a spot over us. Like I understand, but you can't like you got to think about both sides of the coin here and and you got to stick to what your precedent is NCAA. Like that's the, that's the problem I have with that is why are you allowing these two schools in there when you've not done this before ever? And just because Pat McAfee's on game day screaming about it means you change your mind. Like what, like Nebraska, these Nebraska players are way more deserving of a bowl game than James Madison and Jacksonville state. James Madison has an amazing recruiting class because they played a high level in FCS before coming up. And so did Jacksonville state. Like the, the talent was just balanced in their favor. And James Madison lost its biggest game of the year at home to app state. It was like, what I, I just don't understand why it's the rules suddenly change because people are getting upset. It, it, it makes, it just makes me mad that Nebraska gets snubbed in a, in a, in a year that really, Nebraska probably could have gotten into a bowl game with a five and seven record and, and broken a streak. Like people always say, Oh, Nebraska's college football is better when Nebraska's better. And I, I think there's some truth to that, but I mean, if you don't like, it just bugs me that they don't, that the NCAA didn't stick to their precedent and what they'd done before in their ruling. And it's just, they made an exception just because people were mad. Like, what do okay, you think well, about, what do you think about Protocol or they're going to go to a bowl game. They have five and seven, five and seven records, same as Nebraska's. Who does? Minnesota. Oh, I mean, wow. I, they're playing Bowling Green too, which is like, okay, here's a free win. Uh, I mean, geez, what, what the heck? Like, I, I know that they probably base it off of, they base it off of GPA or what is, what do they, what do they base it off of for five and seven? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I forget what it was, but I, I think APR, that's APR. Oh, okay. And that's what strength of schedule? No, well, no, I think it has to do with your standing in terms of scholastic graduation rate, that kind of stuff. And Minnesota's rank, I think Nebraska's number 66, which isn't, which isn't great, but I think Minnesota's was better and they had one slot, open, I guess. So that's, but, you know, getting back to your point about Jacksonville State and, uh, and James Madison, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you put their schedule, uh, give it to Nebraska, would Nebraska have won more than five games? Yeah, we would have gone twelve and zero. Yeah, we would have gone twelve and zero. So um, I don't know. It's it's. I guess that's a part of athletics that can drive you crazy at times. Sometimes you benefit from it. Nebraska did that. Yeah, maybe for the national championship in two thousand one, uh, they went out to Colorado. Yeah. Just got snockered sixty two to whatever it was. Yeah. Didn't play in the conference championship game and they got the nod over uh, over a good Colorado team that year. Yeah. So I you know, we've, we've 
Nebraska's benefited from that, and all teams have. And, and so it's not it's not a perfect system. It, it's not perfect. Uh, it's, so that the imperfection is there because it's all human controlled, you know. So exactly. You, it's I, I'm I'm speaking very graciously, but uh, when when it goes when the calls go against you, I'm not I'm not very gracious. So no, me neither. Yeah, as as you just heard. But anyway, so going back to the transfer quarterbacks, uh, who do you think is most likely to come to Nebraska here, Grandpa? And who would be your top uh, top guy that if you could have any of the transfer quarterback? I mean, not any of the ones in the portal, but any of the ones we've kind of been discussing and the names have been circulating for for Nebraska. Uh, which one of those, I mean, so which one do you think will come and which one would you most like to come to Nebraska? To be honest, I haven't spent a whole time in going, I, the names, uh, they're back uh, from Holy Cross and James Madison. I, I just don't know that much about him. I know a little bit more about Will Howard. I play a great, he would be awesome to have in, in our organization. He's, I think he has only one year of eligibility. Yeah. And that would create a problem, uh, a potential problem. But if you have Danny Kaline coming in, and then if you have a Zane Flores Flores coming in, um, maybe that's exactly what you want. If, if he brought in some superstar, he has three or four years of eligibility, those kids are going to go packing. And then you've defeated your purpose in recruiting those kids. So. I don't know. It's I, I don't get too wound up in that because I don't have any control over it. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but we can talk about running backs and talk about the greatest this and that. But until we get our arms around it, until the guy commits to Nebraska, we I mean we can be pursuing all kinds of players and wasting a lot or not wasting, but spending a lot of time guys and it's going to come down to rule and and uh and, and with with the quarterback situation with, with uh saturday so not not a lot we can do anything about. yeah yeah you're right and and it, we'll we'll be tracking it for sure but uh i mean nothing we could really do about it and we'll, we'll do some research and get back to that for me i'd like to see uh i'd like to i mean obviously first choice will howard just based on experience and i've seen him play and he plays with the kind of grit yeah uh, Matt Rule would love, and uh, but I mean, of of course, the guy that I really think is probably has the best chance to come to Nebraska is probably Zane Flores because of the way Nebraska that Matt Rule talks about the portal, uh, and just wanting to develop players instead. So okay, well you get a freshman transfer back to his home state, uh, and and get it, and, and then you can develop him that way, and he hasn't really been touched that much by Oklahoma State and that system, really. I mean, obviously, he's been training with them, but it's like he hasn't played in the game at all, so there's not really a, like, oh, this is how this works and <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Um, So, uh, also, uh, Nebraska's currently in the process of applying for a waiver uh, to extend Marcus Washington's uh, career in, in college uh, to for another season, and they want, they're doing that on account of uh, <clears throat> medical hardship because Washington, if you don't, if you don't recall, was injured basically this entire season, uh, and and so that would be a big get for Nebraska to get him back because I know Grandpa and I, you and I talked a lot about him leading up to the season and uh, his just ability to be kind of that next Trey Palmer or whatever. It ended up being the freshman, which I mean I'm super excited to see Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Coleman yep. even more yep. developed and better next year. Uh, so that that'll be awesome. And if we get Marcus Washington back, we won't have to worry about the receivers as much. And I'm not really worried about it as it is now, honestly, but 
Uh, and then also medical wise, uh, Nick Henrich, uh, he tore his ACL again. We talked about that. Uh, and he's decided to retire from playing college football, which just, or from playing football in general, uh, which just really sucks for him because that kid meant a, so, so much to Nebraska football and, uh, and, and just to the state of Nebraska in general. And he was sure to, if he didn't get injured there, I'm sure he would have gone maybe lower in the draft just because of virtue that he's at Nebraska, but he could have been a really good NFL player. Uh, and, uh, I just feel really, really bad for him and, and just being forced to make that decision as a decision that no, no college football player, no football player wants to make is to, to retire from the game that you've loved for a long time. So I, I just, uh, I mean, feel really bad. I just feel really, really bad for, for, uh, yeah. for Nick Heinrich or yeah. Henrik. Sorry. Uh, all right. Volleyball. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get into some more positive stuff and stop getting angry about Nebraska football. <laughs> let's be happy about Nebraska volleyball. 30-1 and one on the season, including NCAA tournament games. They beat Long Island University on Friday in the Devaney Center, swept them, swept Missouri on Saturday. They host number 12 seed Georgia Tech on Thursday of this week at 1 p.m. on ESPN2. The second game between number 9 seed Arkansas and number 8 seed Kentucky is on at 3.30 right after that on ESPNU. Also at the Devaney Center, uh, if Nebraska wins both those games, uh, they would host the next round on Saturday, December 9th on ESPNU uh, with a time and opponent to be determined, obviously. But uh, I mean, 30 and one, the last time Nebraska did that, they won the national championship. And I feel like this is the year again. Uh, I was looking at uh, ESPN when the bracket got released. Uh, ESPN released their like their volleyball experts came out of the woodwork and were allowed to write a single article on uh, on on ESPN and they wrote a preview kind of of that uh, of of all the matchups and oh they were at one point they were asked okay who's the best players and at each position and reading through the list at every single position someone had listed a Nebraska player <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy how good this Nebraska team is and uh, there's a, there's a lot of positives here and I haven't watched and I didn't get a chance to watch any of their uh, uh, tournament games yet but I'll I'll definitely be watching this week on uh, on on Thursday uh, maybe at school I can see if I can find it somehow but uh, I mean that would be huge for Nebraska to win another national championship, especially with everything else that's been going on with all the other sports this year. Uh, and it just seems like everything's gone the way up and Nebraska volleyball has obviously been just amazing and, and capping a set, setting a world record for attendance at a women's sporting event at the beginning of this year, and then closing it with the national championship game would just be the poetic season. Uh, and usually that means it won't happen, but I have a stronger feeling about this Nebraska team. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on their success so far, grandpa? And we can talk about basketball real quick here to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I think the two teams, uh, the two best in the country, I think they would be meeting for the national champion, probably Wisconsin, maybe Stanford. Uh, Stanford could get in there, but I, I would not be surprised if the Nebraska and Wisconsin got it for the third time for the, for all the marbles. That's my yeah. prediction. Yeah, I agree with you as well on that. Uh, and that would be a super, super exciting game for sure. Definitely going to five sets. But uh, all right, let's talk some Husker men's basketball. 7-0 and coming into today, which is Sunday, December 3rd is when we're recording. And then today they got absolutely schnockered by number 15 Creighton, uh, 89-60. to Ties the largest margin of victory by Creighton over Nebraska uh, since 1932. It was set uh, in it, 1932, yeah. Or, or sorry, set in 1932. Uh, yeah. That was that was when that a 39 
point margin of victory. Uh, the real difference in this game was three point shots. Nebraska could not hit one to save their life. Creighton was hitting them like it was nothing. Uh, this was played uh, at Nebraska at Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, in in at, on campus in Lincoln. And of course, Nebraska beat Creighton last year, and Creighton basically should have gone to the Final Four last year. So, I mean, yeah, this is definitely a revenge game for Creighton. So. It doesn't mean Nebraska's worse. Uh, I think Creighton just probably was more up for it. And Casey Tominaga still had about 20 points, I believe. And he'll he'll be the star for Nebraska this year. But uh, as as we said last week, the men's basketball team is going bowling. They're seven and one as of right now. So uh, <laughs> they'll go to a bowl game for the football team well this year. And uh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. But um, anyway, right, they're they're undefeated in conference play. They haven't played a conference game, but yeah. they're undefeated in conference play. They're on top of the Big Ten right now. <laughs> Treasure that moment. Uh, they play at Minnesota at 8 p.m. Uh, this Wednesday. Um, so that'll be a test for them there for sure. Uh, your quick thoughts on the Creighton game, Grandpa? It was a 29-point loss for Nebraska. Nebraska just couldn't hit any three-point shots. Uh, but, you know, this is number 15 ranked Creighton. They they were a preseason top 10 team. They lost to, to Colorado State, and that dropped them several points on the uh, – uh, but that's a heck of a good Creighton team and they're going to get yeah. better. They're going to get I, that team uh, barring injuries. You always want to preface that, but man, they're, I, I see them being a, a really tough foe down the stretch and they get better that they, they don't peak now, but I no. think they're, they're playing really well. They just have so uh, Baylor Shireman. He's from Aurora, Nebraska. He just could not miss in the first half. Second half, he didn't didn't do it as well, but uh, just it just killed him. And they Creighton is clearly the better football program, and they have a coaching staff, and they have you know they've been together, they know what they're doing. I think Freddie Horberg is still trying to find his way through the Big Ten and everything, and so uh, it's 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 to me it's unfair to compare those two given that Hoiberg uh, has been there only, I think this is the fourth year. Yeah. But uh, in the women's basketball, um, they're, they're what, five and two? And Six I, and two I, now. I saw Jez Shelley. She hit a 23-footer that was the buzzer was going to go. And it, it was like a hook shot. Okay, it was over the shoulder. But I, I would call it a hook shot. I was a bit net. It was so sweet. She finished the game with 22 points. I was glad to see her be been kind of struggling a little bit this yeah. uh, this so far so yeah and she had a thousand yeah. thousand thousandth career point as well yeah, so uh yeah. awesome awesome for them they're playing uh on tuesday at 7 p.m at the Devaney center against unc wilmington on big 10 plus which should be a pretty easy game for them but uh we will be back next week uh break down some of those basketball games talk some volleyball talk some more football fallout uh, talk about some of the other bowl games maybe and, and, and do a little rundown of post-mortem on Nebraska season. Thank you guys for listening as we do every week. We really appreciate all the downloads, everything. If you want to email us, get in touch at huskerdan at cox.net or hbthpodcast at protonmail.com. Go follow us over on X at hbthuskerspod over on X or you can search How About Them Huskers on Twitter. And as always, Go Big Red! <laughs>